Welcome back to episode number two. So if you're watching this as a video, I'm so sorry episode one didn't have any video. I uh, I was doing this a little bit before the uh, I got everything else set up. But now on YouTube, you're actually able to watch the interviews. You're able to watch the podcast live, uh, which would be awesome. And uh, I didn't have that for episode one, but here we go. Episode number two, it's all set up, ready to go. So uh, once again, my name is Adam Hislop and welcome back to Shovo Entrepreneurship. And this podcast will be about speaking to local entrepreneurs, speaking to successful business people and picking their brain about how they got to where they are and the tips and tricks that they use in the business world today. So without further ado, let's get right into episode number two. Uh, Last episode was mostly about me. I was kind of talking about my story. I was talking about how I got to where I am today, what I'm currently doing, uh, how I got where I am and the situation I'm in. Um, I I talked about myself a lot in this episode. I kind of want to talk about you, talk about you guys and uh, determining if a uh, new idea that you may have, a new business idea that you may have has merit or not, and if you should tackle something new. So um, I kind of want to impact each person on a more personal level. Um, I know that every situation, every business situation is completely different, and not everybody has you know things that are relatable to them in the business world, uh, but I'm going to try to make a blanket statement as much as I can to kind of help everybody in one way or another. Um, If you're thinking about starting a new business, if you're thinking about uh, expanding your services, if you're thinking about getting into something new, the crucial step is determining if this thing actually has merit or not. If there's some backbone behind this idea, if there's something that you can actually develop uh, with this idea and make it grow and and, you know grow legs and, and run with it. It's probably the most crucial part is trying to determine new avenues for revenue. Uh, now that can be very difficult for a couple of businesses. Um, I know it was with mine, um, but I kind of just think of different things objectively. I sit down, I write out uh, this idea, I write out the problems with the idea, I determine if this is going to work or if it's not going to work. And uh, a lot of the times you actually don't know that until you give it a shot. So uh, I've actually done a lot of speaking in front of younger entrepreneurs in the past. And the point that I try to drive home with them is the fact that I actually really enjoy entrepreneurship. I enjoy starting a new idea. I enjoy thinking about new ideas. I enjoy talking about new ideas with you know my friends. Showboat Cleaning Services, my, my, my boat detailing company, I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed the community. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I really did, but I wasn't truly in love with the actual manual labor that went behind the business. And that was the core backbone of it. It's hard manual labor. It's very uh, labor intensive. It's hard on the body. I did enjoy it. Like I said, I was at a marina around boats. It, it, there's a lot worse jobs out there. I'm not trying to complain too, too much, but I just, I didn't have that burning passion for that work that um, a lot of people are able to achieve with their work. I loved being in control of the business, being my own boss, being able to build that path. But that's, I think, what I liked more 
than working on boats. So I kind of started showboat because I had that skill set. I, I, I had the skill set of detailing boats and I knew that that could actually get me somewhere. I knew that there was, you know, a market needed for it. And I decided that it kind of wouldn't be the rest of my life. I knew that I wasn't going to be buffing a boat the rest of my life. And I knew that fairly early just because I didn't really have that burning passion for it. Now, I know that uh, this this has kind of happened to me, and I'm sure there might be a couple of entrepreneurs out there listening to this that they kind of feel the same way. They have the love of entrepreneurship. They have the love of, you know, being their own boss and whatnot, but they just don't, for the work itself, they don't have that. I started to realize about five years in that I was becoming a little bit stagnant with the business. It, it could grow with the clientele, but I realized that if I really wanted to start something new if I wanted to take another leap if I wanted to go out there that I would have to take that leap I'd have to go out there and start something new and go into you know uncharted waters again and, and, and learn um, that's kind of why I started showboat entrepreneurship I think that that idea is exactly what I wanted to do where it would actually let me speak about the thing that I love it would let me talk about entrepreneurship it would help me it would allow me to help younger entrepreneurs. I think that's kind of what I'm more passionate about rather than uh, the boat detailing work that I'm currently in. So that's where I wanted to go. That's the burning desire that I have um, is, is entrepreneurship. And I love talking about it. I love, that's why I'm starting this. Now, I know I just said this, you know, last episode I talked about me a lot and this episode, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about who you are, who, you know, which avenue you should travel down with your uh, uh, entrepreneurship life or what kind of, you know, project you should tackle next. What I'm trying to get is uh, you want to look at the longevity of a project. You want to look at the future. If this is something that you could see yourself doing for the next 20, 30 years, um, you want to see if what kind of idea you're going to get into is going to be right for you for a very long time. That is very tough to know because you don't sometimes with a new project, you don't know if you're going to like the work or not until you delve into it. Um, but you also want to be able to notice those things pretty early. Um, it happens so fast where a project could lead to showboat in the blink of an eye. I've been doing it for five years now and I, I feel like yesterday when I started it and like I said, I do enjoy it. I, I really do, but it wasn't that burning passion that I had. When you look at the longevity of a project, when you look at the lifespan of the project, you're going to be tackling this for a very long time. You're going to, in order to build a business, it does not happen overnight. A lot of the people that we'll be speaking to on this podcast, will definitely let you know that it took them years to build. It took them years of no night's sleep, of um, countless hours, of a ton of sacrifice in order to build. If you don't love the project, if you don't love what it is that you're working on, that is going to, you're going to resent it. You're going to resent entrepreneurship. You're going to resent being the owner of the company. It's not going to be fun to you anymore. And that is where a lot of entrepreneurs burn out. Um, I believe that I, I, I didn't mind the work, which helped, 
but like I said, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the burning, you know, passion that I had. I, I always grew up wanting to be an entrepreneur, not necessarily a boat detailer. It's going to sound cliche, but you can truly become anything you want if you're willing to pay that price. If you're willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to give it everything you possibly can, uh, to get you to the level where you're building the infrastructure, um, you're able to actually monetize something, you are able to grow at, at an exponential rate where you're able to actually make money. If you enjoy paying the price, if you enjoy that process, then it comes so much easier. It comes faster. It would be so much better for you long run. Those 20-hour days, they're doable. Um, if you don't, <laughs> then that stuff gets old very, very, very quickly. I've often told younger entrepreneurs that, especially in today's day and age with uh, you know technology at our fingertips, the amount of ways to monetize something, the amount of ways to make money of something, out of something, out of something that you love is just insane. And I know it's not doable for everything. I, that would be very naive to say. But whatever you are passionate about, whatever you want to grow, it is doable. It is absolutely doable with sacrifice. It is doable with, you know, with uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of preparation, a lot of planning, and a lot of patience too. I often speak to, you know, friends of mine and I said, like, what is it that you would love to do? What is it that you would love to grow and, and build? And a lot of them say, you know, uh, for example, I want to own a uh, uh, sports facility. So I'll ask them, okay, well, what are the steps you need to take in order to get there? And I spoke about this a little bit last episode too. You need to conceptualize step one through 12. And that's very hard for people to do. That's very hard for them to imagine. If you want to wake up one day and own a sports facility, that's not going to happen. You have to put in the groundbreaking work now to build that, to get yourself to that level in 10 years time where you're able to do that. You need to start small. You need to start coaching kids. You need to start teaching, you know, uh, uh, people on the side, you need to start coaching and, and seeing what there is in the facility, what pays more, if it's a gym or if it's, you know, unique skills with uh, baseball or, or whatever it may be. There's, so many different ways to create revenue nowadays that I, I truly believe entre entrepreneurship is just a, it's a giant puzzle that you're trying to solve, that, you, that you're trying to put all the right pieces in at all the right spots. And, and sometimes they don't fit, sometimes they don't work, um, but other times they click, other times they grow, and other times you can force a piece <laughs> if you really wanted to. So if you're truly passionate, it, it helps the long run. I, I tell younger entrepreneurs when I speak to them, it's a rudimentary example. It's it's a little, uh, not naive, but it's a little, you know, rudimentary. If your passion is is literally shoveling crap, if it's it's shoveling crap, then you can make money doing that. It's it's. A weird example, but if you hear me out, you go to the store, you buy a $20 shovel, 
you go to all the local farms around your area, you tell farmers, hey, I'll get that out of your way. I'll take it. That way your farm isn't smelling anymore. You shovel it, you bring it back, you let it sit. It turns into compost and you sell it right back to them for 40 bucks a bag. There's any way to turn a passion into into revenue. That's It, it might be a silly example to a lot of more advanced people out there. It's just, there's. I'm trying to, reach out to the people who who are thinking, you know, I do want to start a business. I do have an idea. Don't know if it'll work. There's so many ways to make this work. There are so many different avenues that you could go down to um, start to generate revenue. It's, it's crazy. So you just need to open your mind. You need to be creative. You need to speak to local entrepreneurs. You need to ask questions. You need to right into this podcast, you need to to do whatever it is that you can to try to get that information to see if this could possibly work and to do market studies to see if if this is going to work for you or not. I, I hope, especially with that last example, you guys are able to kind of pick up what I'm putting down. It's it's I know it might sound silly, but it's just there there's a thousand different ways to actually, you know, generate a solution to a problem. That's pretty much all business is. What solution can you provide to somebody uh, for for monetary value? Being passionate about that work, once again, does truly help. Um, a lot of people in my, you know, a lot of younger entrepreneurs in my area have asked, well, the problem is, is that I truly don't know what I'm passionate about. And that can be tough as well. Um, if you don't really have those feelings about, you know, I absolutely love this thing and I don't want to do anything but this thing, that burning desire inside of you, then you may be a little bit more in a tough spot to try to find something. But at the same time, it doesn't stop you from going out and trying different things, from going out and tackling different jobs, from going out and seeing what you like, uh, what you do as a pastime, what you do as a hobby. There's, there's a thousand different things that you could do in order to generate that revenue. Now, with that being said, I've heard a lot of business people speak about execution. And execution is one of the biggest things, especially in my world, that I've seen as an entrepreneur, as, as I've seen as a boss, as I've seen in the real world. There's a lot of talkers and there's a lot of doers and the world revolves around the people who actually do and get things done. Executing a plan and executing something that you can go out and rely on somebody to get something done. That is one of the most valuable things in the industry. I truly believe that's kind of what, my company that's how my company kind of rose in the city to where it is today is that we were relied upon upon many people to just get it done um a lot of people will talk about different ideas a lot of people will have a list from a to z me and me included i i i've had 15 20 different business ideas and a lot of them don't get past the second page on a Microsoft Word document. But I do think about them. I do talk about them to people. But I, I, I didn't execute on a lot of them. I've executed on a couple of them. 
but I haven't executed on a lot of them. I didn't want to spread myself too thin. I didn't want to, you know, lose my focus of my main revenue source. Um, but I realized that execution and executing things well is number one, the biggest key to success for me, at least in, in industry in the service industry. I speak a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell that. Uh, I do. I talk a lot. I, I have a lot of ideas. I talk about this with my friends. I talk about it with my family. Some people get tired of hearing about it from me, but I really don't care. I do talk a lot, but executing is going to be the biggest difference between somebody who speaks a lot and somebody who actually gets things done and succeeds and grows. For five years over Showboat, I, I had spoken. I had thought about different ideas. I had, but I hadn't done much. I hadn't done anything to truly excel myself. And I felt like I was getting stagnant. And that might be the same with you. Uh, if you're listening to this right now and you do have a business and you may feel like you are getting stagnant, then I think the best thing for you to do is to truly sit down conceptualize something either new or a new source of revenue or think of a creative solution to a different problem that you're not already solving and offer that to customers. Executing on those things is what's going to help you grow. If you don't, if you just talk and just talk, those opportunities slip you away and you'll never, not that you'll never get that again, it's just you're missing out. And that's, as an entrepreneur, that's one thing that you do not want to do. Hopefully you can hear this and just truly dig deep and think about either A, yes, I want to go start that business. This is something that I, I've been thinking about for a very long time. I've been talking about it, but I haven't went out and done it. Or B, my business right now is you know capped out due to reason X, Y, or Z, uh, manpower, uh, supply chain, whatever the issues might be in your business. If you sit down and you truly think about a new opportunity, a new revenue path, and then you sit down and you execute it, you go out and you get it done. I, I can't, I know I've been talking about it for a couple minutes now, but I can't stress it enough. Execution, 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 going out and getting it done is one of the most invaluable things I found in industry. Um, our customers, our customers value that a lot. They they can trust us for that, and that's why you know we're able to charge a premium for whatever it is that we do. It it doesn't matter because our customers value what we're bringing to them. What we're bringing to them is no matter the cost, no matter what it takes. If it takes twenty hours for us in a day to get it done, I will get that done for you, and that's what I bring to the table. If you're able to bring that, if you're able to to bring that level of quality or customer service to somebody while maintaining quality of your product or service, then you are going to soar and you are going to exceed everybody else in the industry. And people are going to pick up on that very fast. Uh, news in the industry travels very fast in, in, in many cases. And uh, mine, especially with the boat detailing world, it's a very tight niche community. Nobody... You know, every, news doesn't take long to spread there. But um, if you're able to sit down and execute, 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 get things done, 
that will propel you beyond anybody else. So if you're sitting at here and just thinking, you know, I'm rambling on about execution and whatnot, I hope that an idea that you're listening to right now, as something in your mind has clicked about either tackling a project, testing a project even, testing something new, trying to find a different source of revenue while maintaining your, your current source of revenue or um, building a new company or, or you know getting yourself to that next level. If you're sitting down and thinking about that, I think the best thing to do is to truly sit down, write these things out, write the initial problems, write where this could go, and don't just sit on the idea. Don't just sit on whatever it is that you're thinking about. You have to go out. You have to go out and you have to execute. You have to try. You have to see if it will work. You don't want to spread yourself too thin. And actually, uh, the first guest that we're going to have on here, Mr. Mr. Chris Curry, he and I had this conversation just uh, three or four days ago uh, where I told him, you know, I was talking about looking for different sources of revenue and, and, and trying to see what works and testing the market. And he actually had a different opinion on it. He said, that's awesome. It's very good to be doing that. But at the same time, you also don't want to spread yourself too thin. So you're already going to hear two different sides of the story, <laughs> two different opinions. But I personally think that it, you're he's 100% right. You don't want to spread yourself too thin, but you want to be able to see what generates revenue, what generates the most revenue. Um, and you want to be able to pick and choose which services or which products you're providing to people um, by testing them out, by executing different ideas, by sitting at home and getting creative and thinking of what other problems do my customers have and how do I solve those? How do I bring happiness to my customer? How do I bring more value to my customer where I can generate an extra 15, 20% of revenue off of them per transaction for, for whatever it is you do? For example, uh, boat detailing. I buff, wash, wax, and clean yachts and boats. How do I start generating more revenue? Do I start offering re-caulking of a boat? You know, the caulking's all gross and, and, and dirty and whatnot. Do we, do we offer that service? Do we offer a service where we clean the teak of boats now, where we re-teak and we re-stain teak? That's a whole new world that, that can be opened up by learning that practice and learning that skill. Um, if we do it a couple of times, it turns out to be incredibly lucrative, then you know maybe we could refocus some vermin power towards that. But if it's not, and it doesn't turn out to be 100%, then so be it. You know, it, it, we, we tried it, we realized that you know we're not able to charge premium on it, we should stick to what we know, buffing and detailing, and, and stick to that. Which is okay too, it's absolutely okay. Um, at least you know that another source of revenue didn't turn out to be as good as the one that you're already doing. So um, I've kind of been speaking for you know about 25 minutes now on uh, on you. I, I want to be able to help you in any way that I can. Uh, I hope that you guys don't find this uh, too repetitive or you know something that. It isn't bringing any value to you because I truly want you guys 
to be able to take what I'm saying and apply it to your everyday life, be it business, be it, you know, um, relationship, be it whatever. I want you to be able to take a couple of these tidbits and, and translate them. Uh, just me speaking on here by myself for, you know, a half an hour is, uh, is I hope valuable, but like I said, after episode number three, once we start having conversations with guests, I think that will be uh, incredibly helpful where we're able to pick the brains of those people. Uh, there's a lot of people on this podcast that will be on this podcast and will be much more intelligent than I am. But uh, I want to be able to sit down and ask them questions and say, hey, when this happened, how did you respond? When the recession hit back in 2008, what did your business do? Did you guys retool to survive? Did you look for different sources of revenue? Did you, uh, what did you do in order to get yourself out of that? And how many hours a week did you work at that time to, to keep everything afloat? You know, it's stuff like that, that I think is incredibly important that I take that information. I translate that into my company. So I'm hoping, like I said, that the information that they will be bringing will be able to, you know, translate into that for you. So once again, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, this is Showboat Entrepreneurship. We have an email if you'd like to get a hold of us at showboatentrepreneurship at gmail.com. Uh, I will have an Instagram page set up and ready to go. Uh, a website will be coming very soon where you guys can go and check out any information on our guests, on you know any, any video clips that you might see from the podcast. And uh, hopefully any questions that you may have, you can go and ask them there too. So if you'd like to reach out, please, please do. I, I'd love to, you know, be able to ask these questions that you may have to other people and uh, just see if we can get any other information out of them. So I'm incredibly excited to go on this journey with you guys. I am looking very forward to what the future may hold. I plan on speaking to some very, very incredible people. I think you guys will think they're awesome too. We have people on here that, you know, go range from one employee to hopefully 3,000 employees if we could get certain gentlemen that I'm thinking of on here. Um, anywhere in between that number too. So it's going to be an amazing ride. It will, uh, I'm excited just thinking about it. Um, hopefully you can get through these first three episodes of me just, you know, learning the ropes and getting the groove of things. And uh, episode number four, like I said, will feature Chris Curry. And Chris Curry is a store shop owner in Windsor. He owns a boat uh a retail store for anything that you need on a boat, which is very fitting for my my business. He was there at the beginning of my Shobo cleaning services business, and now he's here at the very beginning of Shobo entrepreneurship. So I think it's very fitting for that. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys, and without further ado, look forward to episode number three. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>